Hey guys, it's Dave. Uh, so some of you might recall that Greg and I had a bit of a falling out in the last episode. Things got really, really ugly between the two of us. So what we did was, so we recorded episode 29 about two weeks ago, and I, I haven't actually spoken to him since that night. I, I just kind of got up and stormed out of the house right after we ended the episode. So in an effort to avoid any confusion and for continuity, episode 30, which you're about to hear, is a Halloween episode that Greg and I actually recorded at the beginning of October, which was about a week or so before the blow-up. So I'm still pretty angry over the way things went down. I don't know how Greg's feeling, but I've tried contacting him since, and he won't return my phone calls. So this is kind of in an effort to be a bigger man here. I'm going to release the episode uncut, because in all honesty, it's a really good episode, and it came together better than most of our previous episodes. Hopefully Greg might hear this and reach out. At the moment, I have nothing planned for episode 31, so hopefully I can come up with something because it seems pretty clear from Greg's silence that he wants nothing to do with this anymore, so I, I don't know. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode because, honestly, it could be the last one you hear from us for a little while. How are you, sir? <laughs> are you okay? That was just a. I was trying to do a creepy laugh for Halloween, but oh, you can't be creepy. You're not really creepy. Weird. You don't think I'm creepy enough for Halloween? I don't know. I. You're creepy when you look through my windows at night. Listen, that only happened like eight or nine times. Okay. Yeah, in a I'm... week. <laughs> so. Oh well. Fun while it lasted, huh? Uh, here we are. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for another heartwarming edition of Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm the other host, Greg Klein. Greg, did you realize that this is episode 30? I know, it's crazy, isn't it's it? pretty amazing that we've gotten this far. I'm really, really happy that we've gotten this far. I think the last time I said that was probably the last episode because i think and i say this all the time every successive episode that we make is just another reason why we should not be allowed to host a podcast (laughs) for any reason whatsoever pretty much so i think i should extend a uh happy halloween to everybody out there because this is um this episode is due for release the day before halloween it is yeah so hold on uh that was a pretty scary burp dave thank you so, I, I can't remember, Greg. When was the last time we did we did those quizzes? Not too long ago, right? I don't know. Two episodes three, ago, maybe. Two, three, three episodes, episodes ago. Eight, maybe like I don't eight, remember. 18 probably, episodes. Probably when we started, the first episode we did was a quiz. Probably like 18 episodes ago? Yeah, probably about 18, 19, 20, 30 episodes ago. Okay, cool. All right. So, I thought that it would be fun as we're sort of getting into the Halloween season that Greg and I would take a, another one of those weird quizzes, which Greg... You, you sort of looked at it already, and the first question has to do with being flirtatious, <laughs> yep. which kind of fits the mold because Greg and I were both flirty Pokemon. Yeah. Well, um, we're both shy, though. Oh, yes. We're shy, but slightly flirtatious, but in that really, really, really sassy way. I know. Isn't that sweet? Yes, it is. We're, we're really a, a wanted item. <sighs> By how many people, you think? One. Uh, nobody. Yeah, that's probably true. So... For this episode, I thought it would be fun if we did maybe like, um, if we took another quiz on what Halloween costume we should be wearing this year. 
I like that. that. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So we're going to do it the same time, the same reason, same reason, the same way we did it last time is that I'll ask a question, you answer, and then my results yep. that I get on my side will be for you and vice versa. Correct. So I think without further ado, a, a, whoa. I don't know. There's something outside. I can't. Is that really? Yeah, there's something. Jesus. Oh, it's really loud. It's been crawling around the house. I don't know what no, to do with it. All right. Are your windows dead bolted? You don't deadbolt no, windows? No, but there's one. Your, it's scary. One of the basement windows is broken, so I don't know if whatever that is is going to get in or not. Right. Is your basement door locked? No. Oh, perfect. Even better. And don't you have a big hole in it from a cat, for a cat door? Yeah, there's a cat door. So okay. and it, that, Actually, the, the hole's in the door, but there's no cat door, so that's not a pr- line of protection either. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it seems to have stopped a little bit. So let's go ahead. It's a 10-question quiz, so it shouldn't be too, too bad to get into here. But, um, Greg, I'll have you start. Okay, David. You do your first question, and then I'll do yours. So this is going to be to figure out what kind of Halloween costume you're going to wear this year. Oh, yes. And starting off the, the quiz, we don't know what the options of Halloween costumes are. It's not like the Pokemon quiz where there's a finite number of Pokemon. Right. This is Halloween costumes. Yeah. So, okay, Dave. Question one. Your costumes are usually A, flirty. You want to look hot. Mm. B, a group effort between you and your friends. C. Tried and true. You love classic costumes. Or D. Creative. No one else ever has your costume. Hmm. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna eliminate flirty because costumes do not look hot on me. <laughs> um, I don't generally like doing a group theme for Halloween costumes. The only way I'll do it is when I'm with my with with the family, the four okay. of us. So. That is, t- yes, technically that's a group effort, but I wouldn't go into a group costume with my friends. Um, I do love a good old fashioned classic costume, you know, like the old school ones where you have the plastic head with the really, really thin elastic that went on the oh, back yes. that always snapped, but you couldn't breathe. And every time you sweat, it would just like pool up in the little crevices of the mask. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with creative. Okay, you can go creative. I, I, I do. I am. I am a big fan of sort of making my own costume here. So, all right, all right. So, Greg, which one would you go with? So, flirty. I'm not. I can't. I can't look hot in a costume. Oh, come on. I know. I know you want it, but it doesn't happen. Okay, go ahead. I mean, the group effort. It is fun to coordinate, and I've done that a few times, but not as a group so much. But with my wife, we did a supermarket sweep last year. Did you really? Yes. Ooh, it was pretty awesome. And then. Uh, Tried and true. You love classic costumes. Um, I'm gonna have to go with creative as well. Okay. All right. So I don't know if this is gonna load well enough or not. Uh huh. But um, my computer's been having a little bit of issue loading, so we'll see what happens at the end of it. So hopefully you'll get your results. All right. So number two, your go-to source for costume. I'm sorry, not inspiration, but your go-to source for costume inspo. <laughs> God. Your go-to costume. Your go-to source for costume inspiration is a fashion icon known for her signature style, your favorite TV show, the Halloween canon of classics, Cat, Ghost, Pumpkin, social media, obviously. No, no, it says obvs. Obvs. God. Sorry. Go ahead. So, what's your inspiration, Greg? My inspiration, favorite TV show, social, oh, God. I'm going to go with Halloween canon of classics. All right. I was going to yeah. say, I could see you as a pumpkin. I turn into a pumpkin. Every time you, after every podcast, it, I, uh, Is it pumpkin know. time for Greggy? Yep. It's creepy. Right. So for me, I do, I do like going creative, but I am also a big fan of like making some sort of a theme, but I'm always more keen to go for like a TV show. 
Okay. So I would say my fave TV show. Your fave TV show. That's yes, for you. Indeed. Okay. So next one. This is question three. Yes. Do you hear that? I. Sounds like somebody's crying. Yeah. I don't know. It's coming. It comes out of the room in the basement that the door. I can't open it because it's been nailed shut. Yep. I just hear all kinds of weird noises out of it. Okay. So your friend would describe your style as <laughs> girly, bold, classic, or sporty. Oh, man. How would you describe my style? I don't know. I'm just going to shoot straight for the straight for the heart here. I'm going to go with the, the old classic style. Okay, that's, I don't know. The there's a, there's a kid in the basement. I don't know. Okay, all right. So yeah, give me give me the old classic. You're going with classic. Okay, okay. What about me? you, Greg? Are you bold, bold, girly, classic, or sporty? I mean, I would go classic too, but okay. since you put you took it, I would like I would like to say bold because I like to make a statement. But okay, I, you know, all right. let's go with bold. All right, so we'll go bold. Okay, all right. Now number four, your ideal Halloween involves. A girl's night in watching scary movies and baking Halloween treats. Okay. Hitting up a haunted house with your BFFs. No, with my boofs. With your boofs. Uh, trick-or-treating. Doi. Checking out everyone's costumes at a party. Oh, so checking out everyone's costumes at a party implies that you're at the party. Yes. So I've, I've done that. I've gone to a lot of parties. Okay. I would like to have a girl's night in watching scary movies or baking Halloween treats, but I don't really like baking. Okay. I like the movies. Hitting up a haunted house is cool, but they're at this point as an adult, they're not as fun. Um, and they're too loud. So, though I haven't done it in a long time, and I'm 35, I would go trick-or-treating. Okay. Yeah. So, Greg goes tricky-treaty. Tricky-treaty. What um, about you, David? I, I have to tell you, I actually do enjoy baking quite a bit. Oh, really? It's one of the few things I do well in the kitchen. Okay. I, I, don't, cook, I don't cook well, but baking is one of those things that Kristen always sort of entails or gives to me a lot because... Yeah. Something about the way I bake certain things just comes out differently and sometimes tastes better. Okay. So I would like to say that I would like to spend a girl's night in watching scary movies and baking Halloween treats. Okay. I'm picking Most that definitely. one too. All right. Let's see. What's next? My number turn five. here. So number five for you, David. You usually get your Halloween costume from <laughs> the attic. I thought that said the Arctic for a second. <laughs> from the attic. <laughs> where those retro wait where those retro dresses from your mom used to, wait where oh sorry where are those retro dresses your mom used to wear mm, that's true. your own closet or the mall okay. which is about the same thing for you i believe yeah you still want to look cute and trendy on halloween that's true a costume store which is also in the mall or a craft store, which is also in the mall. You you love to DIY your own costumes. So it's a toss-up between the costume store or the craft store because I do like to make my own costumes. Yeah. But I also love wandering around, like the Halloween store they have in South Portland every year. Yeah. I love wandering around in there, except the items in there are really, really expensive, so I tend not to buy them. It's true. So I would say that I like to do-it-yourself costumes. So I, I'm going to go with the craft store. Okay, DIY. I'm going to go with crafting. I appreciate that. Right, That's what, cool. What about you, Gregus? Um, costume store. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I like the attic idea, like finding my mom's old dresses and putting them on. Yeah. Um, I just ripped have them you, to pieces. Have you done that before? I don't, um, so the next one I want to okay. talk about is going closet or the mall. Ah, craft store. I'm going to go with craft store. I like making you stuff. You want to craft yeah, it? Yeah, I'll craft it. I have a strange feeling we're going to get the same answer. <laughs> I bet it's awful. <laughs> I, we can't. We don't know what the possibilities are, I so know. we could always give everybody the same answer. That's true, too. All right, number six. 
How do you feel about group costumes, Greg? You'll definitely hang out with your friends on Halloween, but you already have your costume planned. Okay. I love them. You and your friends always have a blast dressing up together. You wouldn't rule out matching with your bestie. Definitely not. You want to be the only one in the room with your killer getup. Get up. Mm-hmm. Get up. Like I don't like planning things as groups because it never works out. No. So with sing with one other person, it's fine. Um, so I'm gonna go with you. Wouldn't I? I wouldn't rule out matching with my beastie. Oh, all right. So you got that one. So mine would be. I'm gonna go with the last one. Definitely not because I want to be the one people look at. People look at you anyway. I want to be the head turner. You are a head turnip. Not the Ted Turner. The head turner. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Oh fuck. Was that? that? Stupid thing's back again. Dave, um, if you get a chance, can you? There's a, that box of chicken bones over there. If you throw that down the stairs, yeah, I will. I'll get it in a minute. Let's okay. let's go through the quiz here. And if he okay. did, you stop. Yeah, yeah I stopped. So. Okay. So uh, okay. Right. Oh, is it you? You want to read me? Uh, did I do the last one first? I don't no, you here, did. I'll do it. So number seven. Okay. Oh, yeah. This one's gonna be good for you because you hate this. <laughs> do it. Oh, right. it's me. Yeah, okay. you go first. Okay. Your favorite social media platform is. Ugh. <laughs> Tumblr is the easy way to keep up with your favorite fandoms and look at... Po- uh, oh, no. It doesn't say anything about that. Um, Instagram. Post a Halloween costume. Shot and watch the likes roll in. What's not to love? Twitter. You tend to stay loyal to your faves, and you're usually the last of your friends to join a new platform. Okay. Or Snapchat. You're always lolling at your friends' hilarious faces. Just the questions make me vomit. I didn't, though, so it was not a literal thing. So I had Snapchat for a while. I hate it. I never understood it. I only used it because the girls liked using the filters to make their faces look funny. Those Um, are pretty cool. So that uh, Tumblr... Nope, I stay away from Tumblr. Instagram or Twitter. You know what? Go Put me down for Instagram. Instagram? Okay. Yeah. Post a Halloween costume shot and watch the likes roll in. What's not to love? That is pretty cool. Yeah. All right, what about you? <sighs> so I don't have Tumblr. I don't have Instagram. I yes, don't have Twitter. Yes, you do, I don't Mr. Rambone67. Sorry. <laughs> you were not supposed to give that away to everybody. Now everyone knows. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite? Um, I, I, I too would, so it's a combination. I wish that Twitter and Instagram were blended so that I could post yes. something with a stupid caption. Twittergram? Okay, Twittergram. So I don't have any coins. I'd flip the coin. How will go, I'll go with Twitter since you did Instagram. We'll Twitter. see if we get a different All right. choice. All right, cool. All right. All right, number eight. Your favorite part about Halloween is the dre- cod piece. <laughs> Dressing up, having a blast with your besties, all the fun decorations and yummy candy. The priceless photo ops. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say the decorations. I like candy, but not that much. Okay. But I think really, I think it's the decorations and the yummy candy. Okay. But I do like having a blast with my besties. Okay. So but gonna- the decorations. Let's do that. All right. Um, you sir. Jeez. Priceless photo ops. Having a blast or dressing up. I really do like putting on a costume. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. What do you look like when you don't have the Dave costume on? What do I look like when I don't have the Dave costume? Yeah. I can't. We're not going to. It's okay. People can't even hear that because it would it would burn their ears off. So you like dressing up. Yep. Bam. Okay, David. Nine out of ten here. When you were a kid, you dressed up as Hannah Montana. 
You were obsessed. Oh, okay. A Disney princess. You were Cinderella. And your sister was Snow White. Okay. Or a zombie. Yep. Or something new every year. A genie, a devil, an M&M. Hmm? Mm, okay, so I was born in 82. I probably started trick-or-treating around 87 or 88. Hannah Montana wasn't a thing. She wasn't born Nor yet. were really Disney princesses, for that matter. I think the, in that era, for the, those 10 years, was like Ariel and Jasmine were the two Disney princesses that were really pr- prominent. Like in the 90s? Ariel was 89, yeah. and Aladdin, I think, was 92. Mm-hmm. So that was when I was 10. And I can't, honestly, off the top of my head, can't think of any other princesses in that era. I don't know. I, I can't think of. So that's no. Zombie or something new every You know, I was, I varied it up. I was pretty new every year. Yeah? Yeah, go with that. Okay, something new every year. What about you? <sighs> Hannah Montana. Yeah, she wasn't alive when I was born. Nope. Disney princess. I mean, <sighs> it honestly, it's going to be the same thing. I was pretty much something new every year. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going to get the same answer. I we can are. Tell. It's going to be so dumb. All right, finally, 10 out of 10. Greg, the one costume you'd never be caught dead in is... <laughs> is a Dave costume. You wouldn't want to be caught wearing my withered husk. No, I don't want to. I don't want to have to wear your withered husk. <laughs> uh, a scary costume. <laughs> a scary costume. Fake okay. blood and fangs. No, thank you. A solo costume. You live for dressing up with your squad. <sighs> the year's trendy pop culture costume, or the same costume that everyone else is wearing. I'm gonna go with the same costume that everyone else is wearing because then I can do all kinds of dumb shit and no one will know that it's me. All right, same costume everyone else is wearing. So for me. Um, the one I would never be caught dead in. Mm. I never really followed the curve and went with the trendy, like what was big, like, oh, this is the year that everyone was a ghost. I was a ninja. Or the year everybody was like the cowboy. Mm-hmm. No, I was the mummy. Or were, the you a, were you a ninja ghost or a mummy uh, ghost or a cowboy ghost? I was a ninja ghost. Yes. Okay. All right. So what did I say? What I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, you were something else. Um, um, solo costume, right? Solo. No. Oh crap! Oh, one I wouldn't be caught dead in the trendy pop culture. Okay. Oh damn! I I, I answered the other one wrong. Oh, did you? That's, yeah. Where'd you go? Care. That's fine. I went with the same costume than everyone else. No. Yeah. Oh well, I answered it All wrong. Right, that's fine for the wrong reasons. Okay, so let's see if this see the results works. It didn't work for me last time. All right, I got mine up. Mine loaded. Did yours load? What? What? What happened? What the hell kind of answer is what this? What did I get? You got to read mine first. Your answer is a Snapchat filter. That's what I am for That's Halloween? your costume. A Snapchat filter? Can I at least pick it? What is it? Read the... Oh, come on. Read <laughs> you the... You love to make a statement with your costume, so try creating your own Snapchat filter to wear for the night. It's an instant conversation starter and a cheeky nod to your love of social media. This Halloween oh, will be even... your most epic story ever. I didn't even click Snapchat. No. That's, that's rigged. It's, this is rigged. It's freaking rigged. So you got you got one that's much more uh, generic. Okay, Craig, you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Channel your inner Hermione Granger in a pointed black hat, a chick, a chic af black dress, edgy accessories, and a spooky lip color. A classic costume appeals to your nostalgic nature and will never go out of style. On a practical note, you can probably find most of this costume's elements in your own closet, which makes this a super option, budget friendly. 
shop this look. You want to go shopping for witch costumes? Yeah, I think we should. All right. I'm going to shop this look on yours. Let's see if it even loads. It brings up Amazon. Okay. And the first thing that comes up, the first thing that comes up when I clicked on shop this look for you, a huge graduation photo booth frame cut out. That's a Snapchat filter? That's what it came up with. Oh, my... Really? So it's just a picture of a kid holding a big piece of paper that's cut out so it looks like it's you. So I could buy something in a box, cut the cardboard out, cut a frame out, then paint the frame black and, and then white. And under the frequently bought together is more other is other stuff that's more... Oh, my God. There's you, Greg. $66? Is it lacy, though? It's a, No, it's a full-on frock, Greg. <laughs> it's literally a full-on... Novelties women's classic witch costume. Oh, cool. I don't have to wear anything it's 100% under it. 100% polyester. Uh, Sweet. Super flammable. So I'm around yeah. all those candles. I'll just, it'll just burn and shrink yeah, onto you me. Yeah, that's great. So Greg's the witch. And you are a Snapchat <laughs> filter. Uh, I mean, I think the idea of it would be actually pretty fun. I mean, that makes sense to try out looks. To pull off a But a ch- that's a not a snap. costume. Jeez, no, that's stupid. Not. You wear whatever you want and you literally just cut a box... You cut a hole out of a box. You paint it black and white. For- that stupid thing. Did you throw those chicken bones down? Yeah, there? I did. No, I think he's going to be all right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, Snapchat filter. Freaking stupid. Pretty dumb. That was just But stupid. pretty cost effective, though. You could probably buy it for nothing. Yeah, you could probably make it with stuff that you find in your trash can. Yes, absolutely. And just- I absolutely would. So speaking of costumes and stuff, Dave, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I I liked it. Was it anything similar to your childhood costumes or anything like that? No. No? No. Well, I mean, yeah. So like I said, growing up... We, you know, we had a pretty good, we had a great neighborhood growing up. We lived, we lived, my my family and I lived on a cul-de-sac in a little, in a small town in Massachusetts. So we lived in a cul-de-sac and then perpendicular to that cul-de-sac was a road about, I'd say, it was about a half mile, three quarters of a mile long from end to end. And there were about probably 30 plus houses in the neighborhood and everyone in this neighborhood knew everybody else. Yeah. We just knew where all, who all of our kids were. All the parents hung out, the, the dads hung out, the moms hung out. So we all knew each other really, really well. So it was a fantastic, one of the best neighborhoods. I would go down to say one of the best neighborhoods in the country for kids like me and my age growing wow. up to go trick-or-treating in. It Pretty was just impressive. an absolute blast. So... That's awesome. Yeah, That's really so nice. we had a lot of fun. We had some good costumes. We mm-hmm. did a lot of fun things. I'm trying to think of some some ideas. So one year, I mean, again, I was pretty generic. So like one year, I was a ghost. One yeah. year, I was a cowboy. I was a ninja. Uh, one year. A cowboy ninja? Yeah. One year, we did do a theme with my sister and brother and I. Really? We were all M&Ms. That's cute. That was Halloween. one of the things in the quiz. Yes. So I was the orange M&M. My sister was the brown M&M. Mm-hmm. And Chris was the green M&M. I think that's what it was. And there's a really funny story behind that. So we were choreographing a dance. Oh, okay. For as we were the M&Ms. And I can't remember the song. All I remember is the lyric was, I am an M&M. Because it was really <laughs> original. That's dumb. And so the whole thing was we would... We were, <laughs> I apologize to my sister and brother for telling this story, but it's amazing, and I have to tell it. So, we all stood in the line, and we were singing the song about how we were all M&Ms, and each person who was the first in line would sing that same lyric, and then they would turn around, and they would do like kind of a spin, so the M&M would sort of like spin like a dress. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. So, when it was my sister's turn to sing, I stood next to my sister, because the way it worked age-wise, it was my sister, me, and my brother. Mm-hmm. So, my sister goes on to sing her, her, lyric, her line... 
And when she goes to turn around, she right hooks me across the face, <laughs> flattens me to the floor. Obviously accidental, but it was mm-hmm. at the same time we're on my you know, and you know that moment that happens when everyone's like, "No, no, no, no! You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's okay. It's okay." And I, I mean, I mean, she she cold cocked me completely by accident. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite moments from the Halloween's growing up. It was yeah. it was awesome. So yeah, the M M&M and M costume got a lot of raves from the neighborhood. Nice. Um, let me. What did you? Let's, well, I, well have a, I have a question, but we'll let's let me hear what you did. A couple okay. of years. Um, I since I'm an only child, so I didn't have that opportunity. But my yep. mother and I would go out sometimes. I remember one year she made a monkey costume for me. Oh. Oh no 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 no! I was a frog and she was the monkey. So she made like these cool like masks yeah. out of flan not flannel but like felt and all kinds of cool stuff. And um, so she did that. So we went out. She was a monkey, and I was a frog. And we went out trick or treating, and nobody knew who we were, which is actually funny in our own neighborhood. Wait, they didn't know you like they didn't know you, you as Greg and your no. mom. Or, oh, or I thought they, you said they didn't know what the costumes. No, were. No, no. I mean, it was pretty. It was obvious. Right. It was goofy, but and 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 because people also might have thought, oh, maybe it's Greg's sister. But I ne- I don't have a sister. But you didn't have any siblings, right? Yeah, because right. my mom is not. She's five three. She's pretty short. So right. when I was, you know, ten. Yeah. We were almost the same height, right? So right, exactly. It was pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, that was fun. And then we, you know, years dressing up, you know, doing the army thing or dressing. One year, which is I remember really clearly, my friend Damon dressed up as Napoleon. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, with the epaulets and the suit. And yeah, he, yeah. We, he, we went to school like this. Oh, nice! I dressed up as Ernest P. Worrell. I of with course, the vest. You, of course, you did. Which worked. I love that. But the, what really is the kicker, especially in this day and age, is yep. that Damon dressed like Napoleon. Yep, and he brought a real sword to school. Because you could have done that yeah. in the early nineties. They just said keep it in the sheath. Yeah, yeah. So he was wearing this freaking real sword. It was awesome. See, it, fifth fifth grade. I don't know. Fourth fifth, like fourth used, grade. It's fifth not grade. Like, I don't know. It's not like it used to be bringing oh a gosh. damn sword to school and having the teachers say that's awesome. I did that. No, I didn't. It wasn't a sword, but in high school when I went, this was pre nine eleven, so this would have been April of two thousand. Mm-hmm. I went to Spain, London, and, and France for a school trip. Did you see any underpants? I did a lot of them. So Chris and I, McMahon, uh-huh. we basically bunked together the whole ten days. But when we went to Spain, he and I each bought a sword. Really? I bought a fencing sword. Okay. He bought one half of the fencing sword. I bought the other half. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, and you shared it. Like, you split it. No, he, we bought, he bought one and I bought one. So we, oh. each, had, so oh. we each had one fencing like sword. Like, real we, swords. Real fencing swords. <laughs> so in order for me to clear it through customs and get through the country, they had to box it. Yeah. So I've got, like, this probably two-foot-long box that I'm walking <laughs> through. It looked like the scene out of Terminator 2 when he's walking through the halls and he's yeah. got the rose box under. Mm-hmm. And everyone, and so they're like, they're like, "Sir, what do you have in that box?" And I said, "Oh, I bought a sword in Spain." And they're like, "Oh, so you, do you want to claim it? Put it under the tr- uh, plane? Yeah, I do, because I'm not going to fit it with me." Yeah. All right, that's fine. So I walked through the airport with a sword, put it on the plane, and was able to fly across, obviously cr- across the ocean, back home to America with mm-hmm. a sword in the plane, and then just like walk through the airport, and no one questioned it. Gone are those days. I know. It sucks. It sucks. Obviously, I have no intentions to be walking through the airport with swords anymore, but I just remember that, you know, because it was not long before 9-11, and then things were obviously, everything mm-hmm. kind of went to hell. But yeah. yeah, I just remember that vividly, like walking through the airport with a box, with a sword. Chris bought two swords. Okay. He bought the offensing sword, and then he bought this like beautiful, like jewel-encrusted sword. Wow. I mean, they were dulled. 
yeah. but at the same time, it's, it would do some damage. Yeah, right, sure. So, anyway. So, were you dressed up as anybody while you were doing this? Like, No. Oh. No, I was just like April break. I was okay. on my way home from freaking Europe. So you didn't have like big thigh-high boots or no. something? No, no. Um, all right, so. Hat with a feather in it. Segwaying. <laughs> Oh yeah, segueing a little off here. We we uh, we got off tan- on a tangent there, but it was a fun little tangent. So yeah. I forgot what my next question was, but let's talk about, and it might come back to me. Let's talk about candy. Oh yes, candy, the staple of anyone's childhood. Candy. Halloween. So I've got I've got a box of it right here. Can so, anyone hear this? I've eaten quite a bit of those. I know we've been sitting here eating candy. So I let's talk the- about candy. So I, you know, like I said, I grew up in the neighborhood, probably thirty some odd houses. It was a great neighborhood for trick or treating, and because all the parents, all the families were home, mm-hmm. um, and it was your basic candy. You know, you have your you have your Twizzlers, you've got your M and M's, your peanut M and M's, your Butterfingers. So it's like you'd have your basic candy bars, but then you've got the dill holes, who. <laughs> There's there's there are three kinds in in this world. There are the ones who refuse to come out to meet the kids, and they just leave the basket of candy and just says, "Oh, only take two. Let's yep. keep it honest here, folks." So you got those people. Then you've got the people, and I've only I, I never had them very often. But then you have the people who hand out like the apples. That's nice, right? When they don't have razor blades in them, right? Exactly, or the raisins when they don't have raisins in them, exactly. Um, the we uh, we I think we had somebody who did toothbrushes. Okay. Might have been a dentist family. Used to do <laughs> yeah. the toothbrushes every yeah, year. I've gotten those. Yeah. Um, so those were the bad ones. Do you have any? Did you have any experiences growing up with like the, the jackweeds? Who? <laughs> well, for me, it was different. I mean, so I I grew up in New Jersey and did a lot of trick or treating in New Jersey, and the town was actually really walkable. It was really nice, very friendly, and pretty big in trick or treating. Okay. Um, another thing we should tap. Damn that damn thing is back again. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't stop. A spray down there, I guess. All right. So, yeah. So, where I was in New Jersey, I don't know. And I'm just going to go on a quick tangent here. Yeah. Was Cabbage Night a big thing in your town? Is that the day before Halloween? Yeah, the night before it, Halloween. I feel like it was more in my high school years. Yeah. Than I because I, maybe maybe it did happen when I was younger, but I feel like I remember more of it during the day before. But right. Explain what Cabbage Night is. Cabbage it does Night familiar. is is basically I, I don't know I don't know the actual entomology of this, but from when I grew up, when I was like 12, 10, 11, yep. that kind of thing, Cabbage Night was when all the high school kids or whatever, mis- mischievous children, would go out and egg houses and toilet paper houses and smash pumpkins. Yep. That was Cabbage Night. Okay. And it was always the night before Halloween. Okay. So you would always find one or two houses the next day that were just completely covered in toilet paper. Right. Or the trees were, you know, nothing. I don't think every anything horrible came out yep. of it. But just a mess. General kind of light vandalism. Okay. Eggs okay. are particularly gross. Yes. Anywho, yeah. Um, no, trick par- training was good. Did you ever participate in no. any cabbage nights? Or no, I didn't. A- no, I wasn't old enough, really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're vague, but I know I've heard the name, but I don't remember it being a huge deal. Even mm-hmm. like when I, you know, went to high school in Rhode Island, even Massachusetts. I did remember though there was there was a kid growing up. We had we lived in a pretty quiet neighborhood, so not a lot ever happened. But mm-hmm. there was one Halloween where the way our bedrooms were set up, the first room we were in, my brother and I, the window faced the front yard. Yeah. So we could hear a lot of the stuff that was happening. And we did have one kid. We left our pumpkins out on the night of Halloween. Mm. And we had one kid who tried to snag them both. And my dad heard them, mm-hmm. came running out the back <laughs> and was like, what are you guys, what's going on, you guys? What do you guys got going on there? 
yeah. they took off running. One kid smashed one my, my pumpkin on the ground, and my dad took off running down the street. I think he chased him for a little bit. The kid <laughs> got away, but I remember that. But yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's really funny. That was the downside that I do remember seeing some kids smash pumpkins. I, I get, yeah. I get it. The pumpkins are just like begging to be smashed. Oh, absolutely. They're really fun to smash. For like, sure, they're fun. But yeah. It, uh, People put a lot of effort into that. Yeah. But anyway, back to the candy and stuff. So it wasn't so much houses that gave away gifts like like pencils yeah. or pens. It was folks that gave candy, yeah. but like the crap candy. Like I personally don't like bazooka bubble gum no. because it's hard as a rock and you can't chew you it. You break a tooth. So you get I get tons of bazooka. I don't like Starbursts. Tootsie Rolls? Tootsie Rolls. I don't like Tootsie Rolls okay. really. I would get tons of Tootsie Rolls. Yes, those were a staple. Uh, any any like hard candies? I don't like lollipops really. Okay, like blow pops or ring pops or any of that stuff. So you take it because they're like, here yeah. you go, here's this and this. Because I can't guess what everybody likes, but I never liked any of that. So out of my my stash of candy, maybe about a third of it was stuff I didn't want. Okay. So yeah. and it yeah and it was the pencils you'd use or erasers. Yeah. You get erasers a lot. Yeah. Do you ever get yeah. the pretzels? Yeah, pretzels. Pretzels yeah. were a good one. I remember. Pretzels are okay. Yeah. Did uh, your did your folks ration your candy for you? No. Really? Not really. I mean, what do you mean by ration? Like, did they take... So they- so we went... I would go trick-or-treating with a pillowcase and fill yeah. about half of it. Yeah. Now, it's a full-size pillowcase. So that's, I don't know, a couple a pounds of, of candy. It's a lot of candy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Full. So my parents basically would be like, okay, Gregor, you can have three pieces a night or, or two pieces a night. Th- yes, we did this. Yeah. Yes. And I would always sneak some during the day. Yeah. yeah, it was always like, all right, well, you know, because we'd get home late, 9, 9.30, we got whatever the time mm-hmm. of the year was, um, or the time of the day was, but um, it will always be like, all right, you can have like two before bed because it was yeah. always it was like you get home, you look at your candy, you kind of calm down, and then it's kind of bedtime, right? So it was always like, all right, two pieces before bed, and there, again, we, there would always be that sneaky, so you know, fun. But it was always like probably two a day, and then occasionally, mm-hmm. if my mother was feeling like, oh yeah, let's, she would put one in her lunch for school the next mm-hmm. day or for the next couple weeks. I have very strong memories of like. Gummy worms. I I don't like gummy candies. I think we've brought this up before, but I remember yes. I had a gummy worm once that I didn't eat because I didn't like it, and I just stayed on the ca- the the shelf in the in the in the cabinet. What the hell was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. It was a kid. I don't know. There's some. God, we got to get out of this house. Yeah, I know. Um, if that dog comes back, I'm going to go to the door and see if I, I can know, get, maybe, see if I can get him to back off. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, don't get hurt. All right, well. um, yeah. So this gummy worm and it dried solid, like rock solid, until oh. one day I bumped it off the shelf and it shattered on the ground. It like broke into a bunch of pieces. See, that scares me. <laughs> like that, that would like what? What the hell is that made out of? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so I mean, growing up, I think Halloween again. It's not as fun as it is anymore this year. I mean, like we we have a theme this year for Halloween. My wife, uh, Kristen, and the girls and I were all going to be Ninja Turtles. Okay, the there's four, four of us. So right. we made our own costumes. Nice. We, um, you know, we're very frugal with the costumes. So like, we got you know, Kristen made the girls like these like hot green tutus, <laughs> and each girl got to pick the color they wanted. They could either be the you know, red, blue, purple, or or, uh, or Orange. Uh, Lucy chose orange. She's going to be Michelangelo. Nice. She, we also found a pair of nunchucks at the dollar store for her. Really? So she's stoked. Are they real? That. No, they're foam. Why don't you go to like the, the, the army surplus store and buy real nunchucks? How expensive are real nunchucks? I don't think they're that expensive. Right. Maybe, we'll go, bucks maybe we'll go this for week. For a, a cheap one. So, so we get that. Eva's going to be Raphael. I get Donatello and Kristen's going to be Leonardo. But we made all our costumes and they look really, really good. So That's nice. Yeah, so we're going to do that this year. Very cool. So, all 
All right, so I think that wraps it up for uh, Halloween. Not Halloween, the um, the costume segment. Yeah. So the next segment is here. We're going to talk about like um, our favorite movies. Yes. Favorite Halloween horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one one that Greg has actually watched quite a bit, but I haven't seen probably since it was in theater. So it's been about 18, 17, 18 years yeah. since I've seen it. So I what was looking forward to getting into be, it. David? I don't know, Greg. What it... You know... What this David. sounds like a Danny Elfman score. Does it really? Yes. It sounds sort of Beetlejuicean. Maybe a little Bat- Batman-esque. It's just so good, though. I mean, it gets me in the mood for Halloween. It does. Listen to that. There it is right there. That's the best part. I'm impressed. That's a high note. Of course. You didn't see the position I had to put my hand in to, uh, to play that. Oh, I have my general ideas of what you just did. <laughs> so we're talking about, of course, the, I would say one of the best yeah. from Tim Burton was 1999 Sleepy Hollow with John Freaking Depp. Awesome. I, I, again, I haven't seen it. I probably saw it. When it came out in theaters back in 99. So, what, 17 years ago? Yeah. So, it's been a really, really long time since I've seen it. And I don't think I've watched it again since it came out on video. Um, so, I was happy to be able to jump into it. So, when did you watch it last, David? Like, before the one before we just watched it? Yeah. So, you, no, you just watched it when? Just recently? Like, yesterday. Yeah. So, so the first a, time in what? Probably since, since 99. That's awesome. I don't think I saw it when it came out. So, yeah. I adore this movie and i think it's going to become one of those staples that i watch every halloween or every october um yeah i think everything about it is is you know it's obviously it's tim burton so you know it's going to be very atmospheric you know it's going to be very dark mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of got this twisted idea in his in the in his head um you know i i did ask the question do you is this his goriest movie? I think it might be, or the most visibly gory film. Because I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what else he's done recently. Oh, you know what? No, I don't yeah. know. It might be a, it might be a, a toss up between this and uh, Sweeney Todd. Okay, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd Sweeney was Todd. pretty pretty violent. It was super bloody. Yes. It was really bloody. So, but I, I would say that I mean this was pretty gory, especially for for the era the, uh, the era that it was in. You know, this was the same year that uh, Blair Witch came out. Was it really? Blair Witch Project came out in 99. I don't know if it was the same month, but it was definitely around the same time frame. It's so. funny because I don't think of Blair Witch as a gory film. No, it definitely wasn't, but this was in that same time frame that it came out. Okay, um, okay. I thought, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to sort of like recap it or talk about our notes, like how we, what, we yeah, really enjoy, I mean, what we enjoyed about it? It was just a great film. Like I watch it just about every year. Okay. Just for fun. It's like my, it's my fall tradition. Yep. I watch sleepy hollow and i just enjoy it like we just who was in this film it's an excellent cast it's i god they're just some really good character actors you've got jeffrey jones i think that was martin landau it was before the, the, the credits yep martin landau michael go who played alfred in the batman movies mm-hmm. which actually i did find out that this was his final live action film why is that um he passed away in 2011 okay but he only did two i think two or three other animated movies two of those were tim burton films oh, okay but so this was his last live action film hmm. that he had done before his death um you got ian mcdiarmid 
who played Darth Sidious in the Star Wars movies. Really? Yep. Uh, Michael Gambon, um, who for the for the newer listeners was Albus Dumbledore in Harry Potter three through seven. Uh, Richard Griffiths also from Harry Potter. He played Uncle Vernon, and of course the uh, I mean words can't even describe Christopher Lee. He could literally, he has one scene in the movie and it just makes the entire movie worth. Yeah. He actually sort of just explains, he explains the plot of the film. He does. Basically. He does. And I was going to try, I was trying to think to myself, I'm like, let's at least explain what the film was about, but Christopher Lee does it so much better. So. So let's go ahead and let him talk about it. There is a town upstate, two days journey to the north in the Hudson Highlands. It is a place called Sleepy Hollow. Have you heard of it? I have not. An isolated farming community, mainly Dutch. Three persons have been murdered there, all within a fortnight. Each one found with the head lopped off. Lopped off? Clean as dandelion heads, apparently. You will take these experimentations of yours to Sleepy Hollow, and there you will detect the murderer. Bring him here to face our good justice. Will you do this? I shall. Remember, it is you, Ichabod Crane, who is now put to the test. I could listen to that scene over and over again. He is so good. I mean, you could give him the worst script of all time. And he would make it. He would make it legit. It's funny you say that because people have. <laughs> yes. Oh, he has. He was in a movie around the same era, '98, called "The Stupids" with Tom Arnold. I remember it that was film. Awful. Oh my gosh. Awful. 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 <laughs> I forgot I'm about. I'm glad that. he rebounded with this. I mean, obviously, it was only one scene. And it was before the opening credits, but so that was the best sum up of what he was what he's sending Ichabod in to do. These people have been murdered. He sends Ichabod to Sleepy Hollow to figure out what to do. What what what's causing these murders? What I like about what I like about Ichabod in this movie and I love about Johnny Depp's performance is that he he's more of a scientist. Mm-hmm. He's trying to disprove that there's anything mystical going on. So that's why he go he goes to try to disprove that there's such a thing as the headless horseman and that these things don't exist and that these are obviously just happening. Right. There's a murderer. There's a real person. There's yep. nothing. He says that in one of the scenes where he says we have we have plenty of murders in New York without any benefits of ghouls and goblins. Right. Exactly. Uh, you're a long way from New York, constables. So mm. so it was a good. I thought it was a good setup. I thought it was a good reason to kind of get him there um, to set up the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he gets there, and you know we're not gonna we're not gonna go over the whole movie here. So we'll kind of come up with the highlights. We have a couple more clips to play. So he gets there, and probably within what 10 12 hours maybe yeah. even less the first murder happens that he since he's been there so he gets there when jonathan jonathan masbeth is going yes. up into the tower and the next morning that night the tower gets torn down right by that awesome scene where you can see where uh masbeth's view in the tower looking out it's like a it's like a you know you can shoot from it's like a hunting stand almost right but it's right not really Whoa. and then like this mist comes out of the woods followed by Love like, that deer scene. and stuff that are running away yeah and the mist like the effects are really good. The little mist hands that come out and yeah, put the candles and put out. The candles oh, out. It was so good. I mean, it's awesome. And like, I still look at that and I'm like, I can't. I think as a whole thing is so stylized. Yes. That I cannot really tell that that is CGI. Right. Right. So Masbeth 
comes down out of the uh, out of his little tower and he gets killed. Yeah, like well, which is confusing. I think the horseman pulls the tower over. Masbeth yes. gets out of the wreckage and runs into the woods. Right. They have this amazing chase. Well, it's not really an amazing chase. There's just a, the horseman's coming down behind him and lops his head clean off. And I love how the body takes like two steps before it falls over. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's great. And I think it's the first real shot of like terror because it shows the head rolling and then boom, there's his face. Like, <gasps> yeah. And it's, it looks great. Yeah. It's it was good. I mean, terrifying. I was saying that that those heads that get the decapitated heads are really effective and they look yeah. really, really, really good. They do. Um, oh, they're so creepy. So Ichabod gets notified. He goes and he shows up to the first body. He notices <laughs> Masbeth has got no head. He sees the he sees the cockroach or the beetle. No, that's after after he puts his weird little like steampunk stuff on. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah see, that's why you're. I'm gonna have you lead the rest of this. Yeah, you're, so you're so way better at. They it. find Masbeth's body in the woods, and like the constables and 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 Van Tassel's got there before, and and. They've moved the body around just to kind of like they crossed his hands across his chest. He has no head. They've kind of you know straightened his body out so he's lying on the like lying prone. Right. And Ichabod shows up with his uh, scientific ways and scolds them a little bit. So right. let's take a look at this. Whoa, jeez, that was way too hot. What just happened? Oh, I just pressed the wrong button because I'm a tool bag. So this is Ichabod schooling the uh, the townsfolk. The fourth victim, Jonathan Masper. I see. And the head? Take him. Take him. Interesting. Very interesting. What is? In headless corpse cases of this sort, the head is removed to prevent identification of the body. But we know this was Jonathan Masbeth. Precisely. So why was the head removed? Why? Right. You have moved the body? I did. You must never move the body. Why not? Because. <laughs> and then he just walks away. I, mean, I love that. That's I like love the extent that. of his explanations. They're yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he's like, why should we move the body? Because. Because. And that's it. And he walks away. And then he proceeds to put, like open his doctor's valise mm-hmm. and like pulls out some weird... He pulls out some powder, which kind of confuses me because he pours it on the ground next and to it the... it starts like sizzling. And he says, you can... Ah, there's a chemical reaction, which shows that there was a singular thrust to the neck. Right. Which I don't know how on earth you could figure that out. Uh, yeah, right. But then how on earth could you bring some horse hessian back from the dead to chop heads? So... Right. Which is awesome. Right. Um, exactly. But yeah, and then he puts on this like I, I just called it kind of steampunk looking yeah. hardware, like yep. glasses and little hooks and things, and he proceeds to examine the body where the beetle comes out of that neck. Yeah. Yes, exactly. which yeah. looks really gross. It was pretty cool. So yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of really great sequences that come up after this moment. Um, the the scene with the horseman with um, I can't remember his name, but the Casper Van Dien character who wears the headless horseman and he th- he chases him oh, through the um, um, Casper Van Dien, right? Uh, yeah. No, uh, Bob um, Van Garrett. No, 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 Van Tassel. Dirk. Dirk. That's right. Thank you. I want to say Bolt. Dirk. Dirk, Dirk Bolt. Dirk Bolt Hassel Van Steen. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, the chase sequences are are fantastic. Um, we get a quick backstory of the Hessian, the mm-hmm. Hessian horseman. Yeah. Um, you know, which which differentiated a little bit from the book. Uh, the the soldiers murdered him in the movie. They cut um, off his head with they, his own sword. Exactly. Uh, and so, but in the book, which I th- actually thought was a more 
intriguing way that the horseman died in the book he was he was obviously he was a hessian but he lost his head in the book due to a cannon blast God. Um, in a battle at the Revolutionary War. Imagine that thwack. I just like I was. I would rather watch that. But at this point, you know, when you get to the end of this movie, but you got this great fight with Christopher Walken and all the soldiers, and he's just or the, the lopping horsemen. their yeah. heads off left. He's and just right. chopping, he's chopping off limbs, and, ah, and that's ah, all. He, and that's all he does. Like Craig ah, just did, yeah. And then it, he has one other line where he looks at the twin girls in the beginning. And he just goes, shh. And but, she snaps the twig but through those can. those teeth that he filed the point, so it's yeah. more like it's yeah. like it's just awful. So so yeah. So there was a good little back, you know, short backstory, pretty short role for him. But I thought Walken did a fantastic job, right? As well, bringing the actual the um the 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 Hessian to life. But I also have to give credit to the uh, stuntman Ray Park, yes, who actually played the horseman, yes, and did all that stuff like did all the sword play and actually fought and did all these things same year another movie came out that ray park was in yes who was he david he was uh one mr darth maul from episode one the phantom menace correct so dude had two i mean i guess sleepy hollow wasn't a huge profile like a high profile part for him but but there's some there's like sword play in there that he does like this flip with his sword that when he's he does this twist all the time that's a hard hard move to do those swords really he's like yeah he's just got these awesome moves like these old style like medieval fighting moves like with these gigantic heavy weapons i love that stuff. right right exactly so i'm trying to think where do we go where do we go from here where so, do we go from here yes i mean i feel like we should just cut right down to where we f- sort of find out the inspiration behind why the horseman was summoned so why was the horseman basically. summoned so you know nearing the end of the movie we meet lady van tassel <laughs> um <laughs> Who you kind of have this idea that she's not a very nice person. Um, you what you end up finding out later on is that so Lady Van Tassel's family was driven from their home by the Van Garretts. Mm-hmm. So what happens after that moment is so they get driven out of their house. Lady Van Tassel becomes a witch. She summons the horsemen to kill all the Van Garretts. So then she can now become the sole heir to the family fortune. I want to make a, sw- a slight correction. Well, Go ahead. Not, not no, so much correction, do. but extrapolation. Go. So that with the backstory, you find out that her mother was a witch. Yep. And she was one of the two children that the horseman found in the woods. Yes. And she was the one that betrayed him by snapping the twig. Right. And you find out. So the creepy witch that uh, that um, Ichabod and um, who was the kid? Uh, Masbeth's son. Young Masbeth. Yes. They go to the woods and they find this creepy woman. And it's actually um, this other, what's her name, sister, who's the good witch. Right. But she looks horrible. Yeah. And lives in the woods, chopping the heads off of birds, doing potions and stuff. Whereas the the bad witch is living in the house and uh, is just being a real dick with the horseman. Yeah. Yeah. So, So she betrays the sister, kills the sister, and... She gets taken. So she basically makes a deal with the devil. Yeah. Essentially. She basically makes a she deal. She says it. I promise my soul to Satan. Yeah. She says it right out near the end of the movie. Like, don't do that. Because so, if you practice black magic, right. you probably know you shouldn't make so that So she deal. resurrects the horseman. And basically all the horseman wants to do is find his head. He wants, he wants to get his head back. And he will go to hill. And so his whole reason for being is to find his head so that he can be complete. I mean that is it. Yeah. So all this time though, I'm also thinking, what is the horseman doing while he's hiding in the tree of the dead? Yeah, but like, <laughs> where, 
So okay, he just hangs out. I mean, in the netherworld. Yeah, I would. Man, if I was a Hessian mercenary that had like a bloodlust to chop heads nonstop, I would be like really bored. Yeah, I'm like I want to go back and I want to chop heads. Right, right, exactly. So I wouldn't be that upset. Yeah. So <laughs> but I he, wouldn't have a head. So I don't. So know. he comes jumping out of he comes jumping out of the tree near the end of the movie. Bah. Comes running, running to runs to the one runs to the windmill, chases everyone up the windmill. They go back down the windmill. Um, right and then they kind of there's another chase sequence there's a lot of chase sequences in this movie a lot of chase sequences true but they're all really well done um apparently johnny depp did all of his stunts for almost every scene in the movie i mean that's very impressive um, which i thought it was good especially this is the final scene uh where he gets dragged by the horse um Mm -hmm. he was wearing bulletproof clothing underneath his wardrobe probably (laughs) to prevent him from getting any sort of like like burns or impalements abrasions and they shot the whole movie indoors other than like some out you know large outdoor scenes but all like the chase sequences through the woods and all that stuff was all on a soundstage it's amazing yeah it was it was just so well done just looks so good i mean rightfully so it won one oscar that year for best art direction you can tell makes sense it was beautiful yeah absolutely beautiful to look at so we get to the end of the movie and they have their final confrontation ichabod holds the skull and he throws it at the horseman and he just kind of catches it and i was almost expecting the skull to just like look at the horseman and be like thank you hey buddy and then he puts the head on yeah that was a phenomenal sequence when the head starts to connect with all the parts of the body and like the sinew and stuff comes starts coming together yeah yeah. i I thought it got a little goofy where he was like his head was like you know all coming back together and then his head drops out of frame yes i know what you're gonna say and then pops back up and and does like eyes pop out bugs bunny (laughs) stuff yeah um but yeah so effects wise this movie really holds up everywhere yeah. i thought it looked good it looked just as good as any movie today the one the the one thing that is goofy is when ichabod and katrina van tassel are in her old house yep and she sees the robin on the branch yes that yes. is totally a little animatronic robin sitting on a branch yeah. going beep, 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 beep. oh excuse me so that's pretty funny but all the all the effects i mean i'll go for practical effects so it gets pro- uh, gets props no pun intended <laughs> for, the, for being real <laughs> oh man you're, you're so idiot. funny um so another little bit here was that there were and i didn't count during the movie but i'm sure that this is correct that there were 18 decapitations throughout the course of the film okay that's a lot yeah and i think they're all shown on screen they're all horsemen except for the one scene where the horseman kills the kid yeah which to me in any movie you're talking about that's a ballsy move when yeah. you when you kill a kid in any movie, that is a ballsy move, regardless of the genre. I have to say though, uh, that whole sequence where the horseman goes into the, I forget I forget the family's name goes into the, to them. kill that entire family, and they hide the kid in the basement before the uh, the the parents get get right. chopped. And the horseman is walking out of the like leaving, and then he like gets into the door, and then he stops turns around and then immediately pulls out his axe and hits the floor and within like two axes like two good chops yeah he breaks through one of the floorboards and grabs the kid and all you hear is a scream that's stifled from the distance right and that's it right and like the one thing i like about that scene is just it's the horseman's like determination not even determination but just if you're the target he's going to get you yeah. period and then it cuts from that you know, for the scene of the, you hear the scream off in the distance, and then it cuts back to the horseman leaving the house. Yep, and he's like cinching up like a bag yeah. that obviously has the heads in it, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, just hey, gonna go back to well, my I tree think. of death. I'm gonna go back and jump into my tree now." Ah! And then Brom, like a, a d bag, comes and tries to fight him. Yeah, 
which that was another good sequence. Fight sequences, choreography. I think he did a lot of the choreography. Yeah. Uh, Ray Park did. Okay. For the for the movie, but um, I mean it's great because he goes to fight the horseman. The horseman, you know, fends him off for a second, and then just stops and turns around and leaves because it's like he's not here to get him. Right. I'm not after you. I love I love the singular purpose. That's yes. He knows what he has to do. He has to kill the Van Garrett family, and if you're not part of that bloodline. I have no use for you. Right. And so he awesome. tries to walk away, but I almost called him Buck. <laughs> Dirk. Is it Dirk? Is it Dirk attacks <laughs> Dirk him again. Garrett, yeah. And then he just splits him in half with the scythe. Dirk, no, Brom. 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 Thank you. Dirk's the other guy, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. he splits Brom right in half yeah. with the scythe. I've shed my tears for Brom, but yet I do not have, uh, you know, my heart is not heavy. Does that make me wicked? Oh, no. it, was, it was so good. Yeah. It's just so good. Um, yeah, so everything about it. I thought the movie itself was good. Uh, the, the, the art direction, the effects were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mention to you that the blood in the movie looked like tomato soup. Yes. It was really, really, really red, but turns out that the film was shot with a blue filter. Uh-huh. So it made the blood look... Um, the blood had to actually be used... It had to be used like as an orange... Okay. Um, for more of a, I think it actually it added to the contrast of the film. So they had to like those... overcompensate during the production right. to make it look right. So after. you had to make yeah. the you know the contrast I thought was fantastic because the color scheme was so dark and dingy, mm-hmm. and then you see all this blood, and it gets all over Ichabod all the time. Yes, yes, exactly. and he's really pale. So then like it looks the blood on him makes it even look. Yeah, even, they really worse. they really pay, played up his squeamishness <laughs> over the course of the movie, which I thought was great. What I did like about Ichabod though is he's terribly squeamish and he's very hesitant. Yep, but he doesn't stop. He continues to go. You know, he, he goes into terrible situations. He he digs up bodies and stuff. Yeah, and, and he's like, Ugh. but he does it. I mean, he's got a lot of guts. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's just it's just a good movie. I think I'm going to add this to my rotation every Halloween. Yeah, um, I'm pretty happy with it. So, any final thoughts about the uh, about the old film here, Greg? Before we uh, before we close out, I for highly movie? recommend it to everybody. Even though I don't know what is it over fifteen seventeen years, old? years seventeen years old. Yeah, it stands up completely. I, I love it. So, and I mean, it did pretty well on on uh, review wise. I think currently it's got a sixty seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes, huh, which yeah. I mean, it's it's. I don't think they certify that as fresh, but the majority of the reviews were positive. Yeah. Um, it says the general consensus says that Sleepy Hollow entertains with its stunning visuals and creepy atmosphere. Okay. That's, I yeah, agree. That was pretty effective. Pretty solid. Thought it was very, very well done. So I think that's going to wrap it up for the episode. Um, episode 30. Uh, have a have a happy and safe Halloween to all of you Halloweeners out there. Yes. Did you get what I did there? I get it. I turned Halloween into... We- okay. Um, if you guys like what you heard, please reach out to us. Email let us blow your mind at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, Champ and Klein Blow Your Mind. You can go to Twitter, Blow Your Mind 14. Um, you can try to look at our Tumblr page, but I've done nothing with it, so I have no idea what's happening there. But, uh, but yeah, um, let us know how we're doing. Give us a like on uh, iTunes, rate us on iTunes if you want. Um, if listening to this ain't your bag, we also have Mullets and Memories. Um, um, every Friday night. You can subscribe to that on iTunes as well. Uh, Greg and I are going through every episode of MacGyver uh, one by one by one, and it's, mm. it's an absolute joy. So if, you, if, you, if you're if you not into this kind of thing, go ahead and listen to the other show because that's pretty amazing too. So um, for episode 30 of Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your host, Greg Klein. Have a great week, guys.